Hi Matt, it's Alan Archibald here. I hope you and Kirsty have a wonderful day and uh, fingers crossed the lads can get three points for you and hopefully a clean sheet. All the best, have a great time. Hello and welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a podcast covering all things party fishing. Matt is still on his exodus, so joining me today once again is uh, Rhys Haldane. Rhys, how are you doing? I'm over the moon after that result at the weekend and HMS Pistol League is firmly back in sale. Smash a champagne bottle off the side. Here we go. And also joining us on this cruise to the championship title is Jamie McDonald. Jamie, how are you doing? Uh, much the same. Fantastic game of the weekend. Four goals. Clean sheet again. I just brilliant stuff. Oh, absolutely, um, I definitely agree. And we'll get into it straight away. The starting eleven, um, there was two uh, changes. There was obviously the enforced change of Lewis Mayo, who was on uh, Scotland on a 21 duty against Kazakhstan um, the night before, so he was taken out from McKenna. And um, McKenna actually ended up setting up a goal, and as well as that, Brian Graham came in after his, his week off against Kilmarnock. So, uh, Jamie, first of all, your thoughts on the starting eleven was it what you expected? Well, at the back is what I thought was going to happen. I thought that McKenna was going to come in for Mayo going out. I hoped that he was going to come in at centre-half because I thought they'd been less disruptive to the back line, but I had a feeling McCall was probably going to put him on the right, move Holt into the middle and stick Foster on the left, and that's what he did. But it worked very well throughout the game. I thought McKenna had a good game at full-back. Like you said, David, he set up a goal, so I thought he did well there. Holt was solid in the middle, and Foster did well left-back. and Tunji was good as per in centre-half as well. I didn't expect us to go with two up top again with Graham coming in. I thought Conor Murray would have kept his place because he was putting some shift last week and you know he'd probably felt pretty hard done by to get dropped but it is a good thing that Graham came in. He obviously got a double. He was fantastic all day long. You know, good hold-up play, won a few flick-ons. He just had a good game. He was just a physical presence up top which he really struggled to deal with and I was, I'm happy with that line-up. Uh, be, it's interesting to see what we go with next week with Mayo coming back to contention. I think McCall will probably put Mayo back in as he's one of the strongest players in the squad this season and probably just go back to the Foster right back, Holter left back and Mayo and Akinola in the middle. But McKenna will definitely, in training this week, be trying to keep his place from last week because he had a good game and like like we've said, he got an assist. Reese, your thoughts on starting 11 and specifically the defence, do you feel there was any sort of downgrades, any worse off for not having Mayo in the, in the back line? I can't lie, before the game I was a wee bit apprehensive about Mayo missing the game. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Lewis Mayo. I think he's, obviously, Tunjak and all is immense, but I actually think Mayo's been, if I was to pick one of the two, I'd say Mayo's edged it this season. Um, so I was a wee bit nervous, but I've always rated McKenna, whether it be at centre-half or right-back, and I do think that he has a bit going forward as well. I've mentioned a couple of times that the, the Queen of South game early in the season, he was involved in two of the goals, and obviously, as, as we've seen at the weekend, he it was brilliant in setting up Graham's second of the day. Uh, but Kevin Holt was absolutely outstanding at the weekend. They put his head on the line where people wouldn't even put their feet on a number of occasions at the weekend. Him and Tunji, I can't, I can't, I've ran out of superlatives for the defence this season. 
and the, the last seven games especially they've been rock solid um, and as I said on Twitter it's probably in all my days of sporting Thistle whatever, 15 years almost they've been it's been the best defence I've seen I can remember anyway obviously you had the likes of Lindsay and Keown in the top flight they were brilliant but this defence they don't look like conceding at the minute and obviously credit to Jamie Stedden as well the confidence he has at the minute is, is coursing through him there was no weakness at the weekend. Kevin Holt was brilliant. And as Jamie said, it's a wee bit of a selection headache again. Not one of them deserves to be dropped. And it'll be a shame for McKenna to get dropped next week. But you imagine he will revert back to bringing Mayo in and Foster back to right back, Holt out to left back. But it's just, that's what comes with having good form and everybody fighting for positions. Jamie, it's, it's one of those things where, like, as we says, no one really deserves to be dropped. Everyone absolutely, to a man, played out their skin and put in an incredible performance fighting for their position but we have players who will come back in that you have to wonder like you know the likes of McKenna you know they got an assist on Saturday the, the defence was fantastic with him there there wasn't really an appreciable difference between having male and not having male but the harsh reality is he's probably going to get dropped it's a weird position to be in what what, what did you make of the performance overall in the defence? I thought it was an absolutely fantastic performance. Both defence marshalled air attack very, very well. Completely nullified them. Find no usual danger man, Adeloy up front. Don't really remember him doing anything. Didn't really have any room to do anything. They stopped from getting any sort of service. I thought that they were just absolutely immense all day long. It was just such a great defensive performance once again. It was just fantastic. And Jamie Stedden didn't really have much to do, to be fair. I mean, he was fine. He did have things to do. I think I remember at one point him like, punching away a corner across quite well. Uh, he got down to a couple shots but he really wasn't tested very much and I'm sure that's fine with him quite a day of the office because the defence didn't really allow him to get tested and it was very very impressive from them going forward we were absolutely fantastic you know some ele- electric moments and surprisingly I actually thought Tiff had quite a quiet quite a quiet game but it didn't show because we just were so good in all the other areas going forward I thought Doc and Bannigan in the middle were brilliant as per usual Bannigan covered every inch of grass I thought and it was absolutely brilliant and Doc as well, just just one of those performances that he's just so good when his distribution's fantastic, breaks up the play brilliantly, got himself a goal, uh, maybe a bit fluky from that free kick, but he's taking that any day against his old team that he was a captain of, he'll be loving that. Obviously the, the front two were brilliant, thought Rudden ran himself into the ground, he's probably disappointed he didn't get on the score sheet, but I don't think he really had any big chances, maybe one that got blocked or something earlier on, if I remember right, but Graham as well was brilliant two goals for him almost got that hat-trick I thought when that one he looked like it curved in the top corner maybe a bit deceptive from the other side of the pitch but I want him to get his hat-trick one day we've seen him score like so many doubles that must be like five doubles or something he's got for us now maybe even six so he'll be wanting that he'll be wanting that hat-trick you know I'm sure he'll get it soon it's weird, right? Because you obviously mentioned about Banning and covering, covering every blade of grass. And I think a good example of this is I remember multiple points, Banning was backtracking and covering the defence and making great defensive moves to make sure that they weren't getting through. But as well as that, I mean, he got the assist for Shea Gordon's goal. I think he was the one that passed it across the goal to Shea Gordon. The third goal specifically was such a good counter attacking move. And Banning was really the fulcrum in that, where it went from defence to Banning straight through into the into the attack and it's just like it just covers everywhere like it's it's wild that he didn't get in the score sheet but you could arguably make a case from Barrigan getting another man of the match from ourselves 
just based on just how good he was. And it's just, Reese, your thoughts on Bannigan and also where do you think Bannigan keeps his hundreds of man in a match trophies that he seems to have won for us? Definitely keeps him polished on the mantelpiece, but I've noticed a huge difference in Bannigan the last few weeks. Um, not to say that he's ever played bad for us because he's always a solid 7 out of 10, but the last couple of weeks, the Kelly game, especially in the air game just there, he's kind of went back to the Bannigan of old. He's rolling back the years and he's making these long busting runs into the box and he's carrying the ball. Feels as if the last couple of years he's been more like as if he's kind of I don't know if, I'm not saying he's lost he's lost confidence or whatever but like he obviously had a few injuries to his knee and he doesn't doesn't make the runs as much anymore and he just picks up in midfield uh, makes a pass but last couple of weeks I've noticed him like as I said the banning in a vault um, and he's been excellent he's been outstanding he's been setting up goals he's been dragging defenders out of position so it's it's really as a joy to watch him like that again. And it, t- it does take you back to the, the, the title winning season back in 2012-13. But as, as James already touched on, I think Ross Docherty was outstanding the weekend. Felt like he had a point to prove against his old club. Like Obviously, they gave him, gave him a bit of stick, dropping down division to come to the Jags when he signed for us last year. But it's obviously paid off now. Same with McCall. Like, you look where we are now. We look as if we're on the way up. We've got, we've got levels to go to still. And I genuinely do believe when I say on our day, I believe that we're the best team in this division. I mean, that's two or four nils we've had now. We've had a couple of three nils, three twos, we had six ones. Like, we've actually pumped teams on a number of occasions this season, um, and we are a joy to watch like that. And I do think when it comes to it, comes down to the nitty gritty, if we can keep this form up and we can replicate it and we can keep carrying on with the clean sheets, then who knows, sky's the limit. It could be in our own hands still. Are we better than Kelly on our day? I believe so. We beat them last week. Are we better than Vanessa on our day? I believe so. So, We'll just need to wait and see. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Definitely. And I mean, another example of it is um, Sned and equalising the clean sheet record. We mentioned it last week. He obviously um, equalised the record held by himself last season along with Kieran Wright. And up against Hamilton on Saturday, he obviously has a chance to break the record. This might sound strange. Do you think Snedden had a good performance? I'm not saying that he was bad, more that did he actually do anything <laughs> for most of the game? Jamie, do you, do you think Snedden had a a noteworthy performance. I and when I say that, I mean, did he actually do anything of note, or was he just he nullified so much that he didn't really have to do anything? I mean, I, I kind of touched on it when talking about uh, summarising the game. That I don't really think he did do that much because the defence just marshaled there so well they didn't really have anything to do. But I really don't think he's going to be complaining about that. He'll want that clean sheet record broken, and if the defence do that again on Saturday, just stop Hamilton doing anything. Don't let them get any crosses into the box. Don't let them get any shots away or maybe the occasional shot from distance which then got down to pretty easily on Saturday. Another performance like that, I'm sure he'd be absolutely pleased with me to take that any day of the week. Not really having to do anything. As much as it might be a little bit, I don't know, boring for a goalkeeper, they're not going to be complaining about it because it keeps them clean sheets and guarantees we don't lose if we don't concede. So he'll be happy with that any day of the week. And he didn't really do that much, but he didn't need to. It was interesting. Uh, there was a piece in the view from the terrace um, a couple of weeks ago with, with your namesake, um, Jamie McDonald, for uh, Rafe Rovers, talking about how, in actual fact, being a goalkeeper, the worst games are the ones where you don't have anything to do. Because when you have things to do, you're keeping yourself warm, you're keeping yourself fit and active, and you're sort of plugged into the game. Whereas if you've not got much to do, you kind of, you know, you start looking away. Uh, your eyes, you know, wander places and you're getting a bit cold and you're not as active as you were. And it can be a bit tough when you do need to react that you actually have anything to do. 
Um, so, you know, it might not look like he's not got much to do, but I'm sure for Snedden, it's still a tough game. Um, Reese, uh, your, your thoughts on Snedden? Um, anything you want to add about him? I think Snedden's grown into a man this season, like you, you notice in the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, um, at corners and cross balls, he's coming collecting a lot of things and he's coming and punching things as well. So, it feels more, I feel as if he's more commanding and he's kind of gained the confidence of the fans and he's gained the confidence of his defence. So it really is great to see. I'm sure he's in the form of his life at the minute. And it's all it's all very good having five clean sheets in League One. And happy for him to have that record. But now he's equaled it in a league above. He'll be feeling brilliant. He'll be feeling that he can go on and do one better next week against Hamilton. So fair play to him because there was a period when it was looking like his Thistle career was over. It was looking like McCall fancied Harry Stone. And a lot of the Thistle fans did. I personally would have kept Harry Stone in goal. But um, McCall stuck with Snedden. Or he changed to Snedden rather. Um, and it's paid off. So I'm I'm over the moon for Snedden and I hope he can continue his form. One thing I noticed about Snedden and the whole team, and this is the thing I wanted to kinda of come on to, like Snedden the the whistle went, the first thing he did was like turn around to the fans and cheer at the fans, share the moment with them, going about how happy he was he he made sure to know that, you know, we were obviously all cheering them on and stuff like that. And like even on like, the goal celebrations, you see the uh, Doherty's um goal where they all are all coming over, they're all hugging them, they're all really, really pally and clearly look like a bonded unit and like they're really thriving off of the fans and the atmosphere at Somerset Park on Saturday was was absolutely jumping with people singing hundreds of songs. The twelve days have actually got a its first airing of the year. We we had this against Comanic as well where the Comanic fans are pretty quiet and everyone noted about the, the Thistle atmosphere, about how the, the Thistle fans are really in such joyous, such a joyous mood, and really getting the team behind. How important do you think the fans singing and being behind the team for the ninety minutes is for, for this team as it is at the moment, Jamie? I think the atmosphere has been brilliant. Well, this season through, actually, are a lot of the new chants that have come in. I think we've brought good away followings. We usually always do, but I still think we've brought good away followings, even if the numbers have fallen slightly. With maybe some people not coming back because of COVID, I still think we we're bringing a healthy away following to every game and. The atmosphere has been fantastic. You know, the standout ones for me are probably Kelly away, Hamilton away and Air away on Saturday. They've been three, three brilliant atmospheres at games and it's just been, it's been great to be back at away games. I miss them so much. I miss the football a lot, but I miss the away games a lot more. And the atmosphere has been brilliant and the players, they'll be noticing that and just love the way it's going right now and the football is just so enjoyable again. So I think they'll be appreciating the atmosphere and it's just times like that when backing your team can spur them on that little way extra. You know, when against Kilmarnock, Jamie Snedden got a huge amount of backing from the fans and, you know, you see he loved it full time. He was lapping up and celebrating with the fans and it was absolutely brilliant. It was a great moment. Just stuff like that. It's fantastic. I love celebrating it full time with them when the goals go in, that kind of thing. Brian Graham on Saturday with his first goal. He's you know, absolutely loving it with the fans. Just moments like that are just brilliant. And even, even Ian McCall's hat twirls that he does at the end when everyone goes like, oh, before it. It's just it's good little things that we've got like that going and it's just brilliant again. Reese, um one thing I wanted to, to ask yourself about that, about the team. Obviously, there's a real bondiness with the team. And you look at players like Snedden, who clearly really came into the role, as well as at Brian Graham, the way he celebrates every goal and the way that they all rush to celebrate with each other. And it mentioned it, you know, on the, the Hamilton game on BBC about the, the camaraderie and the togetherness of it. Ever since at Doolin and Erskine and, and Lawless, we've not really had players that you thought 
those are fissile guys, those are guys who could be here for several years and play because they enjoy, like, they, they fall in love with the club quite in a way, but you've got players like Sned and, and Graham and even Ross Doherty. Do, do you think that's an, uh, that's an accurate statement to say that we've got players who have fallen in love with the club and are more likely to stay because of that? Massively, massively, David. And I think like one of the key reasons behind that is Ian McCall's influence. Um, you heard like last week, um, McCall was saying a lot of the players were saying, oh, I don't know about this game, Kelly are a big club. And McCall's like, listen, we're a big club as well. And he's he's obviously drumming it into the players constantly. And if I've noticed recently, like the players are almost proud to play for Thistle and it's so good to see again. Because it was a, a couple of years back then, we were a soft touch. You had guys who like were here just for the sake of being here, picking up a wage. Or it might look like they care when we get a win, but they just weren't interested. But you can tell now, the players are so happy to play for Thistle. You've got guys signing two and a half year deals. They want to stay here. They're, they're coming here with their families and stuff. And it's it's really it's a great time to be a Jags fan again. I'm really happy with things. As James just touched on with the crowd, there's just a, a massive togetherness with everything. Like the players obviously feel that back, and and we as fans have deserved what we've we've been watching this season. The the free flowing football, the the camaraderie between the coaches and the players and the fans, like. The, the official numbers never dwindle, like the away, uh, the away support especially. We take massive away crowds to everywhere. doesn't matter if we're in League One, obviously COVID season. doesn't matter if we're the, the bottom of the championship. doesn't matter where. We take a good following everywhere and we're always noisy. It's just, it always pays off in the end. And we get we get times like this where it's good to follow the Jags and the players are loving it. So you've got to enjoy it when it lasts. Like I remember watching, a, I was actually watching an old interview from Ian McCall today. It was after we beat Queen of the South away and the season we got relegated the day where Reese Cole scored and McCall was just saying, it's massive for me. We've got off the bottom of the league table that day. Um, it means so much to this club. Like, you're just trying to make the fans happy. It's like, obviously the fans will boo the odd wee thing, but they never get in our back. Like, you can tell how much it means to McCall and how far we've came from that day. So, it's onwards and upwards. And as I've said already, I just can't, I can't wait to see more of it. I can't wait for Saturday to come. And it's, it's great to be feeling like that towards Fissel. Because there is times when, like, although you go to every game, there is times where you are like, right, it's almost an obligation to go. But right now, it's brilliant again. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of every fan when I say that. One other wee thing I just want to touch on as well, like, um, do you know Kieran McKenna and his flatmate, that Fjortoff that plays for her? That's twice we've beat them 4-0 now. So I think Kieran's definitely got the bragging rights in that house. That'll be a tense dinner on Saturday night. McKenna and Fjordhoff <laughs> coming in to have their dinner together. I'm sure, I'm sure he was absolutely ripping. Good on him. He absolutely should be. We'll move. You obviously mentioned about Saturday and we'll move on. Hamilton Aki's at Farhill. Hamilton Aki's had a depressing 3-0 defeat where by all accounts he looked absolutely tortured um, and just did not offer anything whatsoever. They're coming to Farhill. Place is going to be jumping. And the team are in such good form. Jamie, do you think it's going to be as easy as the the, the, the new Douglas Park game? Do you, do you think Hamilton will bring anything if it's going to be a lot tougher for us? How do you think it's going to go? Obviously, I don't want to jinx things, but I think we will win quite comfortably, if, if I'm honest. I don't think it'll be quite a six-goal special again, but I could see us winning 3-4 now. I don't like saying that kind of thing because obviously they can come back to bite you saying stuff like that when you're overconfident. But Hamilton, have, they've looked atrocious this season so far. I mean, when we played at New Douglas Park, I, weirdly, I wouldn't say they're the worst team we've played. I think the worst performance against us is when we beat Morton 3-0 at home. But 
they just did look terrible that day. We ran all over them. Scott Tiffany tore them apart. And you know, we're playing on the big pitch at Far Hill, even though the pitch isn't in great condition right now. It definitely wasn't last time we played. I think well, that will suit us and that will go to our advantage. And I think we will win quite confidently, to be honest. And I really hope we keep a clean sheet. I don't want Jamie Snen to break that record. And, uh, realistically, I think we will. Hamlin are obviously going to come and kind of, I don't know what I don't know what style they're going to play. I, I couldn't really tell what style they were going to play the last time we played them. I'm not. Sure. I did see the highlights of their three 0 game against Rafe on YouTube, but it's hard to tell from highlights. But they definitely did not look good then either. So they've conceded a lot of goals this season. They drew four each for Rafe. They lost six one to us. I think they lost was it four 0 to our, our bro for something. Lost three 0 to Rafe at the weekend and we've been the opposite we've been scoring a lot of goals and not conceding much so the game is really in our favour and it is one we're probably going in strong favourites and we really should be looking to win this score prediction Jamie I'm going to say 3-0 Fessel Reese, your thoughts on the score prediction uh, I'll go the same as Jamie same as last week when we both predicted 2-0 so I'll go 3-0 again the double I'll make it a clean sweep then 3-0 as well Earlier in the week I was joined by Fissel Defender and most recently goalkeeper Danica Diel to discuss the women's team, Brian Graham and her time in between the sticks. And now I'm joined by um, Danica Diel um, of the Party for the Women's side here to talk about the women's team. Danica, hello, how are you? You doing okay? I'm good. How are you, David? All right? So, I'm not bad. I'm, I'm excited to have, have this wee chat. I've, we've wanted to have more people on for the women's team and I think there was a bit of a, a reticence from people to come on because they, they didn't want to sound daft. So first of all, we'll get straight into it. You, you were recently awarded the Player of the Month for October. So congratulations for that. How do you feel about that? Thank you, appreciate it. I mean, there's a fuss for everything, I think, in the lengthy <laughs> career that I've had. So, I mean, it was nice, a nice, a nice feeling, to be honest. But um, yeah, not good. I think, to, like, in my own opinion, I think, like, if there was a player of the month, like, to give it to someone, I think it should have been everyone, to be honest. And the hard work the girls have been putting in, I feel like it was probably rewarded in the sense of what I've done for the girls. But I think everyone showed how hard they can work in the first place anyway. To kind of try and prevent the goals coming in, but um, yeah, it's it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Fissel had quite quite the run of it over October. You think you played both Rangers Celtic and Glasgow City in the space of what about eight nine days? That must have been a a tough shift. Yeah, I mean the the girls have been working like extremely hard. Like the run of games that we've had, like midweek and then the Sunday again. Um, I mean it's been a lot. There's a lot of tired legs in there. We're carrying a lot of injuries, but I think it shows. Like these girls are here to, I mean, right now they're making history at the end of the day for Partick Thistle Women's. And I think that their attitudes have shown that, the hard work have shown that. And I think that, I mean, for us to be where we are on the table, it just shows the commitment that all these girls are making. So I think it's great. And it's a great club to be a part of. Definitely. I mean, yeah, they're currently sixth in the table and you were fifth until last week after, until you, you had a, a very unfortunate um, yeah, game against Hearts. 
I, I seem to remember that um, it, might have, it might have been Craig Walker actually who posted it, but somebody posted on the Saturday, they just had a text message saying, I love football. And then the Sunday, they just had another text message saying, I hate football. It's really <laughs> the duality <laughs> of is, the joy yeah, when you win. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, to add to your problems as well, um, Fissel Women's didn't have a goalkeeper for um, yeah. several weeks. So how, how what's the sort of... The scenario, what, how the does t- it come around? <laughs> yeah, and what, what do you do in that case? Is it a case of somebody steps up, somebody, oh, I was a goalkeeper as a Wayne, or is it a case of, you know, <laughs> rock, paper, scissors tournament and whoever's last goes in goals? I mean, potentially, because my luck always runs out when it comes to that anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but no, listen, uh, David, like, I've had a little bit of experience of it before. I mean, I had to step in for an hour club at one point. And um, yeah, just was still there. And to be honest, it's just one of those positions that, I mean, it's obviously all this pressure is put on you. So I could probably give a shout out to Jamie Snedden right now for actually dealing with me in that process. But yeah, I think um, it is a case of just stepping up. Who's available? If the club obviously can't get a, a kind of backing keeper in quick enough, then it, obviously someone has to step up at that in that instance. So I was able to do that, but I wouldn't be able to do it without the support of the girls, to be honest. So um, it just kind of worked out really well. And I know that I probably could have saved a lot more, but hopefully I prevented more actually coming. So I have actually played in goals at Farhill. Um, they have like, the Farhill Cup tournament and I got I get <laughs> planked in goals one game. And it's the most terrifying experience in my life. You yeah, don't realise sure. how small you are until it's like a professional goal. And you're like, oh my God, how big are these goals? And somebody, <laughs> I, I think it was like one of the centre-backs sort of came up to me after and you, you looked like the smallest man in the world in between those goals. <laughs> I, I felt it. <laughs> so um, yeah. uh, fair play to anybody who can um, you know, step up and go into that role because... Um, you know, absolutely, it's terrifying, and yeah, to and against the best teams in the country as well, it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not an enviable job, but no, an absolutely fantastic um shift to put in to take up that mantle. Would you say you're more of a quiet keeper, or are you are you marshalling the defenders, telling them they get back in their fucking positions and all that? Or are you more <laughs> I mean, a... if you listen to any highlights with your sound <laughs> on, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to hear me. To be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm a bit of an effing and blinding, and yeah, to be honest, but um, that's just been like years of experience. I think, to be honest, like I've always got something to say. I think it's probably something that lacks in a women's game, to be honest. Like, I mean, you know, a, a junior men's team playing down a park um, down the road from you before you even get there. So I think it's something that probably has to be worked on in a women's game. But yeah, I'm definitely one of those that you you cannot miss, to be honest. So I think it's just that's that's just part of the game, I suppose, as well, isn't it? I think it's. You've got to be yeah. able to help each other. Um, and I think that the way that the girls, are, they're doing so well at the moment, I think, like, for me to come in, it's just literally about using my experience and, and helping it, like these girls up as much as they can. I mean, I've had quite a big gap being out um, of the game for a while, but over the, th- the course of my career, I think just learning these sort of things that, that, that can just help, then I'm here for it. So definitely um and how are you feeling about kind of going into sort of november december time because the winter break sort of only what five six weeks away is that right yeah yeah it's five six weeks away sorry um so we've got rangers next so that's a week on sunday so we'd love it if obviously we can get a crowd there and um, it'll be an, inter- an interesting tie um i mean the last game didn't really go as planned but i mean hopefully we're going to have we don't have a game this sunday so obviously that prep for the next two weeks is just going to be all about that game and hopefully we can actually get a better result than last time. So we've got Rangers, yeah, and then the following week, Aberdeen and then Glasgow City. So again, it is a hard run, 
Hopefully we pick up some points next week and then I think the Aberdeen game should be a, a game that we, we should be taking points from. Um, but I think, yeah, hopefully have even the support from Partick Thistle. I mean, obviously we've got the men's team as well and hopefully the, like we can start getting more crowds to the women's game because um, you're playing the likes of these these big clubs. We're, we're all making part of history now for all these types of clubs and the men's team's having the women's team. So, it's, the women's game's growing and growing, um, and we want to be able to help that for the club as well. So, definitely, and yeah, we, I absolutely want to uh, unequivocally, you know, say here, you know, our season tickets are available. If you can get down and go to games, absolutely go. I've been to several SWPL games um, over the last couple of years, um, and it's a great, it's a great game to watch. And yeah, I, I definitely suggest it. And Absolutely. I mean, where the Fissa women's team have came from in the last, say, four years is unbelievable. It's just the sort of strides that they made to be in the top league. And how, I mean, this might, might sound silly, but how, how, how good is it for you being able to watch yourself on like sports scene on a Sunday night or whatever and, you know, watching the highlights and stuff like that? Is that, is that something that you think about very often, that sort of extra visibility? Yeah. I mean, not that I'm enjoying it now, David. It's been a few years, so I'm not enjoying the pounds that I see on the telly, to be honest. But um, <laughs> I think that that just shows you how far the women's game has come. And I think, like, back in the day when I was at, like, even, for example, Glasgow City, um, even Rangers, we didn't have that um, scope for the women's game. So seeing that now and the coverage that the, the game's getting, um, I go back to the point that, that these these girls here have, have made history for the point that, yeah, we came up... Um, obviously for the unfortunate thing that, that Forfa um, folded, but coming up to this league and these girls are making history. So to actually have that in the locker, to be where they're at just now, um, we just want to keep um, building on that. And I think that it just shows like the crowds that we're getting, the support we're getting. And I, I don't think we'll ever come away from the stick that we get from the men's game, but it is a different game. We're keeping the standard high and it, it's good to watch. And I think it shows in the highlights, the goals that we're scoring, the... Like from range of all the different clubs, we all play a different style of play, um, and it's interesting. It's, it's it's growing and it's growing, and it and it's great to see. I mean, I'm obviously at that age now where I'm looking back and thinking, I wish we had that ten years ago. So and and I'd love to see more people there, more crowds there, um, and more backing from obviously the men's as well. And it, it's great just to be at this club and be involved as well so um, it's definitely a good club to be a part of Yeah and obviously with Brian Graham as the manager obviously very well known to ourselves um, for his work with the, the, the men's team obviously packing in the goals here and there but um, how, how, what not, is it like not, being under Graham? Um, um, brush his ego here <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah I can, I can definitely see that um, what's it like being managed by Brian how, what sort of manager is he? I'd probably say the type of the manager he is is the exact type of player he is. Passionate. He's obviously got an eye for the game. He's like, yeah, he just wants see that passion he, for the men's team he has every game that they play. Like he brings that into the changing room. He wants us to work our asses off in training and in games, and he's very encouraging in that sense. Like, um, and I love it because, like I said previously, the effing and blinding. I mean, he's definitely a bit of that as well. But I think, yeah, it's good. And I think that, and that helps as well. And you've, he's a big personality um, and it definitely shines across. Like all the backing team are brilliant. Obviously, Ross Doherty, he's probably a, a, the, the quiet one. But I mean, the knowledge he's got as well as being captain, it's, yeah, it's really encouraging. And I think that, it, I think, again, it, it drives it back to the men's being more involved. And I think that it's, it's a great part of the women's side to have. Um, so, yeah, it's good. And 
I think that that's that's definitely room to grow as well and and everything for the club. So yeah, it's good. Not a bad word to say, put it that way. <laughs> Magic. I'll let the gaffer know. Um, three, week, <laughs> three week quick fire questions just before you go because I've always wanted to do this. I've always I'm a big I'm avid sweating, reader of right? the 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 ma- read, avid reader of the match day program. Um, for for any team that I go to, so I always love the bit where they ask the players sort of Q and A questions. So I've got three questions for you. Who's got the the who's got the best and worst music taste in the dressing room? Oh, they're going to kill me for this, but I'm going to say Cara McBerthy. <laughs> for best or worst? <laughs> That's for worst, because I don't necessarily agree with her selection. <laughs> <laughs> I know that if I was a if I was a professional footballer, every single quiz where like, the programme would ask who's got the worst music taste, it would be me that they would be saying, <laughs> David has shocking yeah, music taste. It's a hard one. Um, but I that's know. only because if I get the, the phone and I'm, in, I'm before everyone else and my tunes are on, that's when everyone else tries to kick me off. So I don't know if I'd put myself the worst in that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a pain I know all too well, Danica. Um, who's the prankster in the dressing room? Oh, that's a that's a weird one. Um, I don't know how could that be. It's a joker. Um, oh God, I can't even think. If you don't know, it's you. That's, oh, that's actually, you know what? No, definitely Cheryl Rigdon. Like, yeah, she's Cheryl. always got one or two. Yeah, like. You need to watch her. Like she's the type of gal that will <laughs> lie down behind someone and then you push them and they fall over. She's that type of one. <laughs> well, get her on the wall for the free kicks. That'll be smashing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be a good shout. I might actually put her in that next time. <laughs> <laughs> who's the who's got the best or worst dress sets in the dressing? God, that's a hard one as well. I think of all the time. I've only been here what six, seven weeks. Um, we've been out once. Maybe we've had one night off. Um. God, the worst. I feel bad saying this. I don't think, of, of what I noticed, I don't think anyone was that bad, to be fair. I can't stick anyone in that. <laughs> we'll just That's say because he's looking at me here. <laughs> um, and I know, see it tracks it all the time. It just doesn't yeah. work, does it? I mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't think that, nah, I'm not going to put anyone in for that. I can't help it, David. Everyone was all right, to be fair. We'll get we'll get you the next interview. We'll get you to, to, to dish in the dirt yeah, uh, next time. The Christmas night outcomes. I might change my mind and call you. <laughs> definitely, we'll definitely need to get you on for all the salacious gossip from the Christmas night out in January when you've all recovered <laughs> from your hangovers. Definitely, and yeah, obviously there's the fundraiser going on, the GoFundMe at the moment, where you can donate to the women's team just because obviously it's at the moment you're all part time and you know try to raise money just to keep everything ticking over and stuff like that. Definitely, I would encourage people to look out on the Fist of Women's. Uh, social media uh, for the GoFundMe to um, stick a wee bit of money there if you can. Yeah, uh, exactly. Thank you, David. Appreciate that. No problem. Thanks again, Danica, for doing this. It's been great. Um, hopefully we'll have yourself and more of the team on uh, sometime soon. But good luck uh, for the next couple, couple of weeks and we'll speak to you soon then. Thanks so much, David. That was great. And um, yeah, we'll catch up soon. And um, yeah, just get it out there. Get as many people as there as we can. And hopefully we get a win against Rangers for the club.
we'll move on to Partridge Fissel, hosted the pod Matt, get married on Friday. Congratulations. However, there was a snap at the wedding of Matt's mum uh, listening to the Scotland game on the radio um, during dinner. So I wanted to ask you, how? what's the weirdest way you've ever kept up with a football game? Um, I've not got one following a football game because generally, I, never, I, I try, well, I never miss one. But obviously last season it was just watching it on streams and stuff. But I'll go one back to way back in the day. I remember the year we got promoted, the 2012-13. I uh, didn't miss the game, but I remember during school, we were sitting in school, we were playing Cowden Beef away on a Tuesday night, and their pitch was covered in snow, right? And they were asking for volunteers to come along and cover, uh, help shovel the snow off the pitch and that. But do you, do you know they have like the racetrack around the pitch for like, I don't even know what it's for, like the mad race Stop car. Stop Stop car, right? Um, so they've got like a permanent live stream, so you can see their pitch all the time. And I remember I was watching it all day long. Like I kept checking my phone during school to see if they were getting the snow off the pitch. I'm not kidding. On see when the pitch was cleared, I was knee sliding about school, man. I was buzzing to go to County Beef that night. But I, I just remember trying. I was on my phone constantly watching a pure boring live stream of guys sweeping snow off the County Beef pitch. That's as down bad as it gets. I'm not going to lie, that sounds incredibly therapeutic. I'd probably watch that to relax at some point. I quite like, you know, those ones where it's, you watch, um, like, it's a, it's a GoPro and a train or something going through, like, the Norwegian Fjords. I love that. So I'd absolutely <laughs> watch them cleaning the stuff off a football pitch. That seems, that's, that's my sort of boring nonsense that I'd like. But, J- um, Jamie, where, um, have you got one for this? I remember once being on a coach trip. I think it was to Aberdeen. And I was just so bored. There was nothing going on. And someone had, oh, I think they had one of the Friday night Scotland games, the championship ones, on their phone. I perched at this weird angle and like you could like tie your phone to the back of the seat. And this person was like diagonal from me. So I was watching this tiny phone screen trying to watch the football on this coach trip up. It was very difficult to watch. I just about make it out. And I think the game was 0-0 anyway. But that's the, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm so bad with these answers, man. I can never forget anything good. It's a dead heat for me uh, between two of them. Um, where, where I've got, I remember I went to Japan in 2019 and we played our bro away. And um, the, the, it was on a Friday night, so it was at 3 a.m. Um, and I remember watching it on my phone in a stream in the Tokyo Red Light District because that's where we were staying in the Tokyo Red Light District watching our bro versus Fissile on a, on a bet365 stream. And then I think we went 1-0 down and I was just absolutely raging. And my wife says, why are you doing this to yourself? It's like 3am in the morning. You're on like one of the greatest cities in the world and you're watching our bro beat Fissile. Why are you doing this? Says, I don't know, but I just have to. And just continued watching the stream for another hour. But um the other one, I remember the the short-lived um, Fissile Twitch channel where it was a guy who was putting up hooky streams of Fissile games every week on Twitch for a solid year. Now it's sadly with the Angels, but it was an invaluable source for a while. But I remember I once, I mentioned this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, but I went to the, the Damnation Festival I mentioned last week in Leeds and um, I was staying with my friends and we were playing Rangers that day. And we were so bad in the first half that the guy who was doing the legal stream, you just heard him go, fuck this at half time and just never came back. So I didn't even see the second half because he just fucked off and went outside instead of watching the game. 
Um, it's safe to say we did not Istanbul at Ibrox uh, to come back, like four, win 4-3 four, or anything like that. But, I mean, he was absolutely justified. We were absolutely rotten that game. And, um, yeah, just watching a stream and then for the guy to chuck it at halftime, um, probably going down to the Woody was probably the weirdest way I've ever tried to follow a Fissile game. Nice thing being on holiday. In 2019, I was on my sixth holiday, like my year old went to Malia and Greece. And I, I never missed a Fissile game, but I was like, right, I'll miss one. And it was the just going this holiday because we went in August. And you know that 3 2 Ross County Cup game? I was the best game of that season. That season was dreadful. And of course, that's the one I missed. I could barely make it out, but because it kept cutting out. But I was I was listening to that on my earphones, poolside in Greece. It's probably the weirdest time to hear Michael Max's voice in your ears <laughs> when you're when you're in like 37 degrees, so so far away from Glasgow. It was a weird weird experience, but I managed to hear some of the game. And I think I heard Ross County make it two each, and then I heard Stephen Saunders making it three two to us. And it kept cutting out, and that's all I made out of it. So I ended up having to keep trying to check um, Twitter or something to see if we'd actually won the game. And I got found out about 40 minutes after full time that we'd won the game because I don't know what it was, but the reception was so bad that day. So just what you're saying about um, the Dutchy streams, right? I used to, like, at the beginning of last season, for like, most of the season, actually, I was buying, like, every stream. And then the last, like, six weeks of the season, I'm like, no, what, why am I buying this when, like, the stream that people are watching is absolutely perfect, right? Won't name names and I don't want to get a Facebook prosecution or whatever. But um, I remember I was watching the East Fife game, the one where we were 2 0 down, and we ended up drawn to each. And there was like five minutes to go, and 1 2 1 down. And his stream just conks it. And he's like, Sorry, I can't get it back. So everybody that was watching that streaming, everybody's head's gone. I think we've lost to East Fife. And then the official Twitter was just like that. Go, Scott Tiffany. Everyone's buzzing again, man. Class. You'll never, you'll never experience a time like that again. Thanks again for listening to Draw, Lose or Draw. We'll be back next week to discuss our game against Hamilton. Hopefully another win for Hill. As always, stay safe and buy a season ticket.